feel after a couple of glass of bubbles? You're confident, you're self-assured, and you're ready to take on the world? Imagine if you had the strength and awareness to do that when the buzz wears off. I'm Heidi Anderson, author, former radio host, and CEO of my own company, and this podcast is about building your confidence by stepping outside your comfort zone. Welcome to Champagne Confidence. Welcome to Champagne Confidence. Full disclaimer here, today's episode is really juicy and things are going to get hot in here. (laughs) I wanted to let you know, today's guest is, she's one of my amazing friends, Rosie Reese. We've known each other for many, many years. Both of us uh, live in Perth here in Western Australia. And I was having Rosie on today because there's so many layers to Rosie. Not only does she empower women to be open about their sexuality, to understand themselves, their body. She's created a movement, Stop Sucking It In. She's, um, you know, she's a button pusher on social media. She's always banned because of (laughs) the conversations that she chooses to have and what she chooses to promote. She's a sex toy entrepreneur and she is with a beautiful woman and just got engaged to her last year by the name of Ash. And she's a stepmom to Kenzie. There's so many things that I could talk to Rosie about. So I got her on this podcast to promote Champagne Confidence Live, the live event that I decided to put on here in Perth at Backlot Cinema. And I got Rosie on so that we could promote it. And I thought you could get a really great taste for her. Then people could come to the event. If they can't come to, you know, the live recording of the podcast, then they'll at least be able to listen to her again. Because there's just so much that she can teach us and empower us to be and feel. And she's just, like I said, so multifaceted, so multi-passionate and extremely fucking awesome legend who I get to call my friend. But we sold out. We sold out. Champagne Confidence Live, the very first show sold out. So VIP sold out in less than an hour from the podcast. And then we released another 10. VIP sold out 20 seats. And then we had 20 other seats for the Passion Pop seats, which I talked about general admission. Passion Pop is a a really cheap sparkling wine here. And then the champagne seats sold out. I'm just so over the moon. If you're one of the people coming, thank you so much. It's going to be so exciting and incredible. And if you can't, that's okay because we are going to hopefully go on the road with this. Let me know what city you want to, you know, you want me to come to. Just send me a message at underscore Heidi Anderson on Instagram. Otherwise, you'll hear these amazing ladies on the night. Steph Gorton, Rumbi Mazengi, and Rosie Reese uh, will be playing back my amazing chats with them, all about building confidence uh, after the event on August 5th. But for now, here is my chat with Rosie Rees. Enjoy. Here she is. Oh, hey, Beth. Ah, my old podcast host. I know. Oh, flashback. I know. I was just thinking about that. I was like, Rosie's on. We're just going to get straight into it. Rosie's on here and I'm like, this is a blast from the past. We used to sit in a studio together. I think we did 10 episodes and it was Get Real with Heidi and Rosie and we talked about everything and anything to do with sexuality, um, confidence within our bodies. So, oh, my God, I feel absolutely honoured that you're back here to host this podcast with me today. 
know. I feel a bit nostalgic. It's lovely. Oh, so I, I love you so much, Rosie. I have the utmost respect of you and what you put out there and our friendship. And I am just so honored that you're here today. And I love that, you know, we were just chatting beforehand. It was like, oh, is the video going to be on? And I'm like, you are just, when you, when you're on camera, you just light up the camera. When you're on socials, you light up the camera. When you walk into a room, you light up the room. So, and that's you just. Oh, I just, I got warm fuzzies then. Thank you, darling. <laughs> Well, there's so many layers to who Rosie is. How would how would your partner Ash, your fiance Ash, how would they describe you? <laughs> oh my god. I mean, erratic, emotional, <laughs> hilarious, funny, sexy, uh, playful, moody, like all of the things. <laughs> And how would Rosie describe Rosie? Oh, a bit of the same. Um, I think that I'm I'm such an introverted extrovert. I actually say in um in my workshops, um, if I'm doing like a yoni, like a vulva workshop, I'll often say like my vulva actually describes and sums me up really well. And I believe everyone's vulva to some extent does. So one of my labia, inner labia flaps is much more like bigger and out there and she kind of hangs out and the other's like tucked in away. It's like really small. And that describes me. I'm like an introverted extrovert, like my vulva. Oh my God. Now, how would I describe me? Because I, <laughs> we talk about this, I've got a fat vagina or fat vulva. And, and not, not to say in, in a negative fat way, but it's chubby and it's out there and it's big and it's bold and you can't miss it. <laughs> well, that sums up you to a T. It's like, it's, it's, it's got that big pussy energy. Yes. Oh my God. Big pussy energy. That is, that's pretty much what you're putting out there at the moment. And like I said, there's so many layers to you, but I love that we've gone here because I feel like this is such a, a place for women that we shy away from talking about. Um, it's, you know, feeling confident in the bedroom. It's feeling confident to talk about our vagina, uh, talk about our vulva. Can you just tell me the difference between a vagina and a vulva again? Because I feel like sometimes I've got to go back to sex ed class, but they didn't really give us that at school. I so I've just been working out my all my bits literally in my 30s. <laughs> Don't we all? Everyone needs a bit of an education on the vulva. So the vulva is the external part of the vagina. So the vagina is the vaginal passage or the vaginal canal and the vulva is everything on the outside. So the labia, the pubic mound, the clitoris, the urethra, the vestibule, which is like the entrance of the vagina. It's it's basically a lot of people call that like everything down there just the vagina, but it's yeah. like literally calling your face a throat, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like if your face is a vulva, the throat is the vagina. And there's actually so many similarities between your mouth, right? We have lips. Yeah. Our face, we have lips down there. Our throat is like our vaginal canal. Um, And often actually, and, you know, our jaw is like our pelvis. And if we make lots more of sound and, you know, more open in the mouth, particularly like in childbirth or even in the bedroom when you're having sex, you actually are more open in that sacral area as well. Mm. Oh, and you've fact. helped, well, you've helped me really, I guess, embrace my vagina, my vulva, all my womanly bits, my womb, my boobs, my tummy. You know, there's so much about 
about you. And I think that's what's so exciting about this podcast. This won't be the last one that I do with Rosie. Look, I'm not dragging her back in to be my co-host, but um, <laughs> unless she wants to sign up. Um, but, you know, what I, what I think there's so many layers to you. And I think if people follow you on Instagram, they'll see that like you're a kick-ass businesswoman and people probably don't realize how intelligent, smart, and sassy you are as a as a businesswoman. And it's something you don't talk about a lot on your page. But I mean, we're talking, you're a millionaire. Yep. Yeah, you're right. I don't talk about it, do I? Even I like, does that make you uncomfortable, me saying that? Um, like a tiny bit, but it's just mainly because I I don't I, I, I don't really flaunt that. No. Um, at least not yet. It's it's actually such a like my business. My a lot of there's a lot of business coaches out there who are talking about um, money and and I love to talk about the link between money and pleasure and money and sex. Yeah. Um, but I'm not like a I'm not a business coach yet. I'm still coaching women in in the realm of sexuality and pleasure and you know self self pleasure. But I don't know. It just doesn't. It's it's not important to me like it is important but it's not important that I go around saying I have a seven-figure business like I throw it out there every now and again so people understand that I'm just I'm not a small player like I am an entrepreneur I am a business person I I'm very passionate about product-based businesses yes I'm still offering like coaching as a service but it's mainly yeah my biggest passion is creating new products and creating (sighs) new businesses and making them thrive and you do, Rosie, and, and you see that because the energy and the love and the playfulness and everything that you have around it. I want to go back to the moment. I still remember, like, and I this is why I think I just get so proud. Like, and I love to say, yeah, my friend Rosie, she's just such a brilliant businesswoman because <laughs> I still remember when we first met, which would have been like seven or eight years ago, and I'd come to you for, you know, to talk about um, what was going on with Griffo and I, I think like a, a bit of a, a sexual sexuality class, I guess, like, you know, understanding how Griff and I were going. And, um, and I still remember you, me buying some Yoni eggs off you and you were house sharing with a bunch of people. I think I bought Yon, Yoni eggs or how would you say that you, um, Yoni, you say Yoni, don't you? Yeah. Yoni or Yoni. It's a same. You can say either or. Potato and these, potato. And these are crystals for our vagina. Vagina. Okay. So this is where I'm like for your getting pelvic there. floor. For the pelvic floor. And so you I bought them for a hundred dollars. And Rosie was just selling them out the back door. Like not like that, but you know, <laughs> just out the back door. And then I look at you now and you've created an entire palace. And that's literally what your business is called, the Yoni Pleasure Palace. And you've got products that are being sold all around the world that you're designing and you've bought to life and you were this seven-figure entrepreneur and I just think fucking this is my mate I'm so proud isn't it crazy I started in 2014 I discovered the Yoni egg in 2014 and then in 2015 I launched Yoni Pleasure Palace and Naked Awakening my other business which is Nude Yoga Workshops and then I think every three years since then, I've launched a new product or a new business, like a um, splash blanket or rose kegel weights or something else. And it's crazy to think that I was literally sharehousing, waitressing at a restaurant and um, selling Yoni eggs. I didn't even have an online shop originally. And just people came to my house and bought them off me. I was like, 
<laughs> so it's like this backdoor business. <laughs> and and then I went into my mum's second bedroom. Um, and then basically since then, every year we've needed to get a bigger um, shop front warehouse for the business because it's just grown so massively. Um, I guess because people really want to connect to their bodies and connect to their sexuality and they want to heal. And because I'm so, I guess, because I am I show up and I'm so real and authentic and I share my own stories and people also like to know who's behind the business. Like, yes, I sell products, but mm. who, who, why did they, why did this person create it? What's the intention behind it? And it's come from so much heart and soul. Um, and I really, truly believe and back it. Like I, a lot of people just want to start a business and sell some products now, but, and that can work, but it helps to have a real passion for what you do because it just flows. And now we have like, you know, 10 staff members and um, it's a global business and it's just going bonkers, especially in COVID. It went mental. And then also in with the squirt blanket release, um, that's now our best selling product. So much to digest there and so much to just go, wow. Like I said, I'm just, as your friend, it's such a beautiful thing to watch because I remember, like I said, you being the girl who was coaching me in a room where you're in a share, share house and then also we did some yoga together and you actually bought to Australia the very first nude yoga and I was in your first class that you did a VIP <laughs> celeb with my bestie at her studio, Mel's studio, Twisting Peacock. And I invited a whole bunch of celebs that, you know, when I was working in radio at the time and people, influencers and all that kind of thing. And this was your idea. This is, you took that to Mel and, you know, and, and bought nude yoga to Australia. So not only are you creating, you know, these products, the passion has come so much from your journey. Would you say that that was maybe like one of your moments of like champagne confidence, you know, where you really started to unleash that, you know, champagne confidence within? Definitely. I think yoga in general actually helped me stand, literally stand in front of a group of people and not shit myself. I was, I remember being in India at the yoga teacher training and I was just like, I just don't, I don't think I want to do this. I want to learn the yoga, but I don't want to learn the teaching part. I don't like to be in front of people. And he was like, (laughs) no, you are staying. I was literally just going to book my ticket home. I was terrified. (laughs) But little by little, and I started with little groups and then started to build my confidence. And then I remember moving back to Brisbane and I started to teach yoga at backpackers and like hotel, like fancy hotels to corporate people. And the beauty of that was like no one really, I could practice my Indian Sanskrit, you know, pronunciation of the poses and I could fuck up and no one, you know, it it wasn't drastic. It wasn't bad. Um, And it just gave, gave me so much more confidence in starting to teach actual proper nice, you know, immersions, workshops, events. And it really did start from those little Tuesday classes for 45 minutes at the backpackers um, whilst I was on my lunch break kind of thing. Like, so it does, it, it stems from that, but then actually sitting in front of a group of people naked, that just took it to the next level. But to be honest, Heidi, it felt so natural. I couldn't believe how how natural it felt to facilitate such a vulnerable workshop and and being naked just is so natural to me and having you there and having you spread the word when you were on radio and in the media it just helped it so much um normalize it and that's what I love what you do you just really bring that you you normalize so many taboo things in that space um Mm. and that that really helped so thank you oh I love it honestly it was it was 
life-changing moment for me. And as part of my journey, when I was shedding my shit and, you know, the stuff that we talk about on this podcast, Unleashing That Champagne Confidence, I was so afraid to be nude. And, you know, for years, I didn't want to take my clothes off to even show my arms. And so I remember after the, our first class, I was like, I can take on the world. I literally think I said that to one of the girls. I was like, I feel like I can do anything. And then not long after that, I went and skydived and I went and bungee jumped. And these things that I never would have done that have, you know, that have taken my confidence to the next level because I took my clothes off in this yoga class. And it's so much more than that. And I want you to to describe to other people the importance of nude yoga and what it signifies and and how it can be a comfortable thing in, you know, shedding those layers and, yeah, getting in touch with ourselves and building our own confidence. Well, you're right. It can be a catalyst. And for a lot of people, it is a catalyst. They literally leave the, the workshop and they go and end that toxic relationship or ask for a pay rise or literally just go jump in the ocean naked. Like they just do something that then, or they go and self-pleasure all night. Like it's, it's amazing what it can evoke and it's different for every person. And especially the people that say, Oh no, I can't do that. Or I don't want to do that. Or why would I want to do that? If anyone has like this, like icky, uh, like um, judgment around it, actually you're probably the person that's going to get the most out of it. And it is, it's this beautiful unfurling, this unraveling of, yes, your clothes come off, but also these layers of shame and inhibitions and insecurity and fear. And they all bubble up to the surface in the week leading up to the workshop. And then you get there. And then because I I love to set such a sacred, safe, honoring container, everyone's nervous system kind of like, oh, okay, it's not so bad. There's candles around, it's heated. Everyone's got their sarong on. It's, you know, we're in a circle. We're not in rows. There's no bums in faces and all this kind of stuff. (laughs) And I think it's just being in this beautiful space with women only as well. That's another factor. And then it's, it's, I give it to them. So I, I, I kind of facilitate it in such a way that it's not, you just don't jump into downward dog, you know, straight away. It's, it's a gentle opening and women literally feel transformed. It's the, it's the most transformative experience that I've experienced. And I've been to a lot of Tantra week-long retreats. I've been to Tony Robbins. Like, it'll, it's, that's all fabulous. But to actually get naked and really look and feel and be present with your naked body is like, there's honestly, and everyone has body image issues. You know, it's, it's not like you just get cured. But it's a start. Mm. You start to what happens. It, it's quite. It's it can be quite minor or massive. But like you could go home and just have sex with the lights on, or you could go to the beach and actually wear your fucking bikini, not your one piece. You know, there's little things that kind of just trigger. Like, oh, why don't I just own my body and wear that bikini? Or what? Also, like it changes what you wear, like the clothes you wear. Getting comfortable with your nudity mm. and your naked body actually makes you more confident in your clothed body and we're clothed virtually all the time so I found that shift as well and do you think that this was a massive turning point for you with your stop sucking it in movement so if you don't follow Rosie we'll give you all her details at the end but she's hashtag stop sucking it in a global movement as well similar to shed your shit but you know like we've brought them together and then and combined them but it's so powerful within itself. Did that come from, you know, the work that you're doing with women with naked bodies in a yoga studio? 
Absolutely. And I thought I'd really stopped sucking it in, to be honest, from all the new yoga I'd been doing. But then last year, 2021, I did put on a bunch of weight because of COVID, like who the fuck hasn't? And I I was really faced with, okay, I've really got to use all the skills and learn to really accept my body as it is right now. Like this is the weight it wants to be. I can get, I can get behind that. I can love her anyway. And that's what it's all about is being unconditional with your body because we evolve and change and age and grow bigger or grow smaller or whatever. You know, we're constantly changing for the rest of our life. We're never going to look the same, right? And so I just remember I posted a selfie on my Instagram and I sucked in my belly. Or before I took the photo, I sucked in my belly and I was like, what the fuck? That's interesting. I'm just going to let it be soft, like not suck it in at all and take the photo. And I did and I posted it. And Heidi, just one person messaged me, just one. And they said, Rosie, I love your relationship, the, the relationship you have with your belly. I wish I had that relationship with my tummy. And I, it was just such an instant thing. I was like, oh, I love that. And then I just posted the photo again and put the hashtag stop sucking it in and said, post, send me your, a photo of you not sucking in your belly and your story and I'll share it anonymously. And literally, Heidi, there was like thousands. My inbox blew up like, and the movement just took off from there. So, And that's something else. Like you only need one person to say to you, Oh, I fucking love that you do this or this really vibes with me. And if it feels really alive in you, go for it. You don't need hundreds of people to be interested in something. Sometimes it's just that one person that gives you that little push like, oh, well, if I'm confident and I wasn't even that confident, I just did it. It's like I faked it and then I now I love my tummy and I rarely suck it in. I only draw in my belly when I'm working out or doing something that, you know, I have to be engaging my core, which is important as well. So beautiful and it's so powerful. Definitely check out hashtag stop sucking it in. No, and try and have an orgasm while sucking in your belly. You can't. (laughs) If you are sucking in your tummy whilst you're having sex because you're worrying, ooh, is my (laughs) partner, what do they think about these roles? You are not coming at all. Like it's not (laughs) happening. It's a cock block. Oh, okay. Let's talk about coming with confidence. I feel like that's a great segue. And fuck, we need to do something on that. Coming with confidence. Yes. yes. <laughs> that has a ring to it. Yes. Uh, so what is coming with confidence? Because I think, you know, like I said, so much of this podcast is about unleashing that inner champagne confidence. We've talked about how we can get connected with our bodies. We've talked about, you know, seeing ourselves, uh, you know, through the body image and that, that we've talked about, but let's talk about sex now and how we can bring that confidence into the bedroom so how do we Rosie come with confidence oh it it is really about being so authentic and in tune with how you feel and it's it's allowing yourself to look feel and sound totally whatever's present for you so like sometimes when I'm orgasming whether that's with myself or a partner or let's talk about with myself for example coming with confidence for me okay the way I self-pleasure the way I masturbate I put a, a beautiful splash blanket down a waterproof squirt blanket and I sit in front of my mirror I usually have a beautiful bath or shower and I use a toy like the sacred squirter or something I massage my breasts I massage my belly I massage my vulva and I may basically make love to my vulva with my fingers or my whatever toy I'm using. 
And when I climax, I express whatever comes through. It's like whatever sound wants to be there. I burst into tears if that's there for me. I I don't use, actually, typically I don't use any, I don't use vibrators anymore. I don't use porn. I, I am my own porn star. I, you know, I see myself in the, my reflection and I move my body. I undulate my spine and it's, it's so, it's just being so comfortable, right? Confidence is comfortability in who you are, owning who the fuck you are, owning how you come, owning how you orgasm and being able to be so authentically expressive in that however that looks mm. you know and that's like means you squirt if you want to squirt that if that means you can bloody mass up you know put a butt plug in your butt if you want to like it's it's honestly just whatever you desire moving with that and embracing that i am my own porn star that is whew, because it's true, you know, you said like confidence comes from being, you know, comfortable in who you are. But the thing is, you've got to get uncomfortable to find out who you are. Like for me, how you were describing that sitting in front of the mirror, getting, you know, your squirter. Oh my God, that was giving me anxiety. Like fucking hell, I can barely touch myself. Like I've got still so much shame to shed. And, you know, that's that's my story of like, you know, stories from when I was younger, which is some stuff that I'm doing work on now within a child. Like why is there shame there on being sexy and seeing myself in the mirror and touching my boobs and you know what I mean? Like, and when I do go to self-pleasure, it's not that, it's not that exciting as you make out. I'm definitely not the porn star. <laughs> But what, when you're saying it, I'm like, oh, God, this is making me uncomfortable, which means the only way I'm going to build that confidence is if I go and do it. Exactly. And you need to report back to me. Um, I think it's because we, as kids, we are not encouraged to explore our body. Mm. Certainly as young girls or even teenage girls, it's you're not like I just remember being shamed for having too many boyfriends and being too sexual and it's like, well, no, just teach me like how, how I, I wish I knew more about masturbation and self-pleasure. I probably wouldn't have fucked around so much if I knew how to get myself off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just that shaming from our parents or from our school system or from anyone around us um, and, and not giving us the tools to, to learn how to be that, like to turn yourself on, like to pop your own cherry. Imagine if we got that kind of, imprint or education from our guardians and figureheads around us like to pleasure here's how you pleasure yourself this is your anatomy and this is you know or this is what an orgasm is and you can feel it by doing xyz like it's it's really because when a lot of us don't feel like that because we've been told to be a good little girl and then what the problem is is yep okay we get told to be a good little girl between the ages of like two to i don't know 12 or even you know 16 Mm. And then we become this adult, like, you know, 18 to 30-year-old adult, and we're told to be this multi-orgasmic woman who's meant to be this freak in the sheets. And it's like, actually, where's the, there's a huge gap here. Like how are these good little girls meant to be this over here? Like we need, mm. we need to integrate our sexuality, and we do that through self-pleasure. Like self-pleasure, I've got to know myself through self-pleasure and through using different tools and massaging different places and being able to fully be okay with all the spectrum of anger, sadness, shame, all the things that come up around sex. Mm, And I think that's so powerful when you said when you were being your own porn star and you're looking in the mirror and you said like sometimes it might come up that 
that's tears. And I think that's maybe what also people aren't educated on, me included. Like when I have self-pleasure, I've not thought about um, some of the emotions that might come up. I've thought about getting to the destination. You know what I mean? And I ha- so I haven't really been in touch with myself or, you know, in the moment. And I think that's what I love about you changing the story for so many women and, you know, for them to come with confidence. Like it's, you know, I love having conversations with you. I think you got into my car the other day and you were like, I've had three orgasms this week with Ash. Like we we are on. And I'm like, oh my God, stop it, Rosie. You're making me so jealous. I'm in such a bloody, what did I say? I'm in a lull right now. I'm like, oh, my sex life is boring. But then I, rem- I, rem- I think I reminded you that my sex life had yeah. taken a, a dip as well like where, where, wherever we're at emotionally mm. generally reflects in the bedroom like Ash and I have had a few things come up this year that have been really tricky to to navigate and it's blocked our sex life but as soon as we've we've been working with the therapist through it it started to open up the communication open up our hearts again I mean, as I always say open heart open pussy as yeah. our hearts have started to open again sex has become more magnetic and more yummy. And like I said, I had these three orgasms in one experience. Like I had this squirting orgasm and then I had um, a clitoral orgasm and a cervical orgasm within the space of like 20 minutes. So like with Ash, and so my, I, my heart was closed. If I was annoyed or pissed off or I felt unsafe or I felt resentful or betrayal, there's no fucking way my pussy's having any orgasms. It's, it's psychosomatic. If our pussy's shut down, if our libido's gone missing, something else is going on and you've got to be an investigator. You've got to do some digging and find out what is blocking my sexual desire. Where is this coming from? Is it a conversation you had? But what happens is we often just bury it. And so there's things under this rug that have been buried for literally years. And so it, it takes some like you're doing some excavation work to try and figure it out and, and work through it. So we can really get that power back in our pussy. Exactly. Pussy power. That's literally what I need right now, some pussy power. I, even then I'm thinking, God, I need to get some sessions with Rosie. I need to I need to do this work because it's been lurking around. It's a pattern, you know, like falling in the, the lull and the in and out. But we're not here for me. We're here for you. Can you talk a little bit about, and I definitely would love to get you back on a podcast to, to delve into your sexuality. And I think like you finding who you are and and getting in, engaged to a woman ash and you know because when i first met like you had a you had a boyfriend and you know it wasn't even something that we talked about of you you know exploring that world and i would love to do an entire podcast on that if if you will um but what i did love about what you shared with ash when we were in the car that day is which i thought was really you know definitely something that I think a lot of people would probably really need some confidence to do, but to talk in the bedroom and tell Ash confidently what you want and what you need. And they do the same. So I would love to know how do you begin that conversation to build that confidence that you can have that conversation and really talk about your needs and wants literally whilst the other person is exploring or or doing their thing. Well, first I'd say to not do it so much in the bedroom, but maybe have start the discussion out of the bedroom just because triggers can come up in the bedroom and it's probably best to do it when you're not 
in the throes of passion. Um, so starting, so, the, so a great range of questions that you can ask each other is what, what do you need, what do you feel and what do you desire and what do you fear? So needs, wants, fears and desires. And getting it, you can go write it down and journal and come back together or you can just say it, you know, use a talking stick and go back and forth. Um, but I feel like knowing that will help um, in the bedroom and being able to ask for what you want. So like Ash really loves it when I ask. I my Something I've been working on is being able to open my voice box and actually share because it's just remember that as when we discover our sex, you know, sexuality when we're kids or adults, um, we often have to be quite quiet. So our parents don't find us doing it or whatever. Like, so we we all we live in a share house and we don't want to be noisy. And so we've needed to be quiet and quick. And so masturbating and sex. So generally you're trying to, as an adult, you're trying to actually rewire all that. And when someone says, no, you can take a long time and you can make lots of noise, your body's like, like, how do I do that? So having someone that you feel really safe with to be, that's important. Like if you don't feel safe, of course, you're not going to speak up for what you want. And so Ash loves it when I say what to do and what not to do. And I'm still learning. Even all these years later, I'm still learning to say, can you suck on my nipple harder? Can you do this? Like they're not mind readers. You need to tell them to do like I'll often say go harder more fingers I need this like keep keep going like and it's so important to be able to ask for what you want but you're not going to know what you want unless you're masturbating so you know it's a catch-22 but often and just to throw another curveball the pleasure that you feel or the experience of having an orgasm while you're solo on your own is very different to how you have an orgasm with a partner so you actually can't compared too much like a lot of women will masturbate and just put a vibrator on their clitoris and have a quickie that doesn't you can't you know penis fingers tongue doesn't actually replicate a vibrator so that's why it's really good to do if you if you can every now and again have a bit of a vibrator cleanse like a detox go off the vibrator for a few months and see if that helps with being able to climax with oral sex or during penetration, you know, while stimulating the clitoris, but not necessarily needing a vibrator to get yourself there. Now I feel like we all need to go away in self-pleasure. <laughs> it's your homework. <laughs> yeah. I in front like of the mirror. I feel like we need homework. So we need to go sort our toys out, get rid of all the vibrators, go buy all the crystal wands from Rosie. Or just pause, pause on the, vi- like you can use your vi- vibrator one day, but then the next day try and y- y- explore some other way of self-pleasuring just to create some new neural pathways or pleasure pathways, if you will. So as your body, your vulva, your vagina, your clit gets to explore different ways because vibrators it's, it are not realistic when it comes to penises, fingers, and tongues. Oh no, definitely not. They're very different. <laughs> <laughs> I I do love a vibrator. I also, you know, and probably I think being a mum with you know toddler right now, Griffo and I sometimes we get into that like quick, make it quick. You know what I mean? And so, okay, I'm ready for the destination. You're ready for the destination. Okay, cool. Here comes the vibrator with us and bang. Do you know what I mean? Like it's you're, you're wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, under 10 minutes. Oh, great. Now he's just waking up from his nap and then back to it, you know? And I think 
if we want to build that confidence, it's we've got to step outside our comfort zone, which is, is literally the, what this podcast is all about. And everything that you have suggested today is completely out of my comfort zone. <laughs> and then that's that's important for you to get going on that, Heidi. And it's I know like it's important if you're a mom and you, you're time poor, mm. but the real magic is when you can just take a long time and fully relax and let go. It's that relaxed arousal letting yourself get really relaxed and slow. It's like a slow burn, whereas the vibrator is such a fast burn. It's like, boom, done, and that's great. And it's awesome to be able to have those genital sneezes, clitoral climaxes. They feel great and they can be, you know, nice stress release. But every now and again, at least, I would say at least once a week, at least once a week, put aside a couple of hours to have a bit of a sex fest and, when I say sex, it doesn't, it's not just penis and vagina sex, but like to worship each other and really go there, go to the depths, go to different places, you know, anal, for example, that's like a whole level of pleasure you can get. But again, it has to be such a slow, gentle process. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, I was going to start talking about my anal sex life then and then <laughs> <laughs> Got a way to end the podcast. <laughs> now you you speak so openly about all of this on social media. You know, it's what you coach women in. Uh, your you know your entrepreneurial brain of like creating these products and you know the um, and everything behind it is the Yoni Pleasure Playlist. But where you share a lot of this on your personal brand is Rosie Reese. How do your audience? Um, partake to these conversations is partake even a word i'm not sure where that came from make it a word who i am right now but something just came out my mouth like how you know how comfortable are they with you talking about everything that you share like are they supporters of you do you feel confident when you put yourself out on your social media always i i love speaking to my my audience follow me for that reason i think i think they they love when i talk about taboo things even though i don't think they're taboo Mm. My following is just a bunch of cheerleaders. They are so amazing. Um, I I think that it's whatever I share is generally just pure tr- my truth coming out of my mouth. And if I'm feeling it, then chances are some other people are going through exactly the same thing. So I, I when I show up on social and I've been taking a bit of time off recently just to fill out my cup, but I just share so honestly and vulnerably. And I think vulnerability is what creates connection. Sharing vulnerably how you're feeling, what's coming up for you. Like that's why people want to follow you. They don't don't want to see the picture perfect life all the time. They need to see some grit. They need to see some, you know, your down days and, you know, what you're processing, what you're going through. And I just love sharing it. If, If, if I feel like I need to be perfect, I won't show up. Like it's, I, I'm always showing up in some way imperfect. It's that's what builds that trust and connection with people. Oh, I love you, Rosie. Where can people find you? Rosie.reese. You have to type out the whole bloody Instagram handle to find me because I'm constantly Why? shadow banned because <laughs> I'm talking about what's important in the world oh. right now. <laughs> and so that means that it's really hard to find her sometimes, but you, if you can't find her, send me a message at underscore Heidi Anderson or follow the Yoni Pleasure Palace as well. Yeah, and it's Yoni underscore Pleasure underscore Palace. We've got a backup as well um, because, we again, we got taken down last year, but we got it back. So, yeah, but I share all my personal stuff more on the Rosie Reese 
side of things and yoni is pretty much all sexuality oh amazing i love having you on here i love ash please let them know that i would love them to come on the podcast i did i told them today they were like what well well, i'm gonna send i'm gonna send um i'm gonna send ash a box like a cock in a box with a proposal so i'll have to get your um address but yeah Love you so much. Love, Love you. Stand for. Thank you so much for being a part of Champagne Confidence. There are so many takeaways there. I just, woo, my mind is blown. I love all these different, you know, the multi-passionate person that you are. I love that. And I think in society we get boxed in a lot and that's something that you're not afraid, you know, to put out there. So thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Love you. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to Champagne Confidence today. The only way we're going to unleash inner champagne confidence in other people around the world is by you getting around the show. So if you are loving it, I would be so grateful if you could hit follow on whatever podcast app you're listening to and leave us a review. It would mean the absolute world. And please come and introduce yourself. I hang out mainly on Instagram at underscore Heidi Anderson. Love you lots.